hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Sucker Time. The number one award-seeking comedy podcast about comedy. Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast podcaster, Mark Hershaw. Yes, tis I, Mark Hershaw. Happy holidays and welcome to Epi 122 of Succotash the Comedy Podcast Podcast. I'm back with another edition of Succotash Clips, the version of this podcast where we feature clips, snippets, and bits from comedy podcasts harvested from all over the internet. Special thanks, as always, to our associate producer, Tyson Saner, for going out and getting many of the offerings to be found in this installment. I hope you find at least one new show you'd like to track down yourself and download after listening to our little Whitman sampler of a show. Coming up this episode, we have slices off of Comic Book Jones, the David Steinberg podcast, the Eisenstein Effect, the Giselle Show, the God-Shaped Mommy Hole podcast, Proudly Resents, Sweet Feathery Jesus, and Wooden Overcoats. In addition to the clippage, we've got our Bursto Durst segment with political comedian and social commentator Will Durst, where he's running down the top 10 comedic news stories of 2015 just for you. We've got your tweets and emails and reviews in the tweet sack. We've got an original but uh, classic Henderson's Pants ad, and that's about it. But isn't that enough, really? Now, if you're looking for something special for that someone special, might I suggest you visit our home site at SuccotashShow.com, where you can use the Amazon banner at the top of our page to slide on over to the world's biggest online store. Every time you purchase something there after using our link to get there, we get a little taste of the purchase price, but at no extra cost to you. You can also shop at our Succotashery, if that special someone would like something with our show logo on it. And if uh, you're someone, if we're your someone special, you can click the donate button in the upper right-hand corner of the page and slip us some delicious cash to help us keep Succotash alive in 2016. If you've been wondering what the most comedic news stories from this past year were, in terms of what tops off a comedian's tank, here's our own Will Durst with the answers. Hey guys, Will Durst here with your eagerly awaited top 10 comedic news stories of 2015, which under no circumstances are to be confused with the top 10 legitimate news stories of 2015. No, 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 no. They are as different as fireworks and 14-inch aluminum pipe wrenches, yellow grape tomatoes, and marble Corinthian columns, feet and skeet. A lot less death and destruction on this list. So rest assured that the 16th year of the new millennium held quite a few events, lending themselves to the tickling amusement of we, the American masses, and these are they. Number 10. The hacking of the Ashley Madison website, forcing Bill Clinton to spend the last four months trying to scrub his name off the client list. Number 9. Douglas Hughes, the gyrocopter guy who landed on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol to publicize campaign finance reform, but ended up being poster boy for national security reform. Number 8. Rachel Dolezal, the Caucasian head of the NAACP who claimed to be black, but was exposed when investigators found a Justin Bieber poster on her office wall. Number 7. Faulty airbags. When first hearing of this scandal, many folks leapt to the conclusion that the feds were going to recall Mitch McConnell. Number 6. 
Kim Davis, the Kentucky County clerk who apparently was told by God not only to deny gay couples marriage certificates, but also to get divorced three times. Number five, Caitlyn Jenner, who finally succumbed to the extreme levels of estrogen in the Kardashian household. Number four, the Benghazi hearings, where Republicans demonstrated their test for Hillary is, if she doesn't float, she's not a witch. Number three, the Republican presidential debates, which witnessed a fight over the party's very soul, the soul lost. Number two, Deflategate, precipitated by Tom Brady's belief that the ball was way too heavy with all that air in it. And the top comedic news story of 2015, the force of nature, that is Donald Trump, the candidate for every voter who just couldn't cozy up to the intellectual elitism of Sarah Palin. For Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast, I'm Will Durst. Will Durst has his own website at willdurst.com, and it's there that you'll find info on his big, fat, year-end kiss-off comedy show taking place all around the San Francisco Bay Area between December 26th and January 3rd. Nine cities, ten shows, a whole pile of comedians, including Mr. Durst, hit his home site for all the info. That uh, site, again, is willdurst.com. Funny how younger comics have, for the most part, paved the way for older comics to make their way into podcasting. The great David Steinberg is now jumping in, even though he's mainly been busy writing and directing television now for years. He started out as an improviser and a stand-up back in the day. In fact, he was one of my comedy influencers back when I was first figuring out what made something funny. The guest on his second episode is Kathy Griffin. And even though David is a great conversationalist, with Kathy in the room, you really don't have to try that hard to keep the chatter going. Um, I learned a great line from my mom because she still prefaces a lie with this line. And it's so dated, it's genius. I read in the paper. <laughs> and so, you know, like my mom will say great, great, great things like um, she lives in this gorgeous retirement village. And she has said to me with no irony, I read in the paper that if you don't get me out of this retirement village and get me into my own apartment where I can take care of myself. And by the way, she's 95. We're not doing wow, that. Right. That Al Qaeda will come into this retirement village and I could be recruited. I read in the paper. Okay, so th that's what we're dealing with after a box of wine. So I I am no better. And I said to my, my dad, and my Chicago accent was very strong at that time, Dad, I read in the paper that the golf courses in, in L.A. are way better than in Chicago, so you don't have to go to Columbus. And so that kind of hooked him in. Anyway, I convinced my mom, this is bad, I told her I read in the paper that if we moved out here to Hollywood for me to pursue my dream, she could be a hostess at the Polo Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> she would meet Lana Turner, and she would be able to talk to Lana Turner once and for all and solve the Johnny Stampinato murder. <laughs> yes. So I will just tell your listeners, you're going to have to Google that deeply. Yes. And so it was, but you, I'm just saying I had limited resources yes. and I just lied my way to Hollywood. And when we got here, the minute we drove, of course, because only fancy people flew, except me. All of them went, what a shithole. <laughs> and the, like for the next 20 years, I had to convince them that it was. You no, know, this is better than like shoveling the snow, uh -huh. living through the, you know. But it was just hilarious to me that like 
I hoodwinked them into coming here really for my dream, and they never wanted to really admit that they probably liked it too. But what was your dream at that time? Oh, I didn't tell you? My mom told me I could be on the Mary Tyler Moore show, which was canceled by then <laughs> because we did not know reruns from existing shows. My mom said she read in the paper that the way you get on a show is there's a sign-up sheet. Yeah. And so when we moved to California, you can imagine my surprise when I found out that you can't sign up for a guest spot on a show. And hence it began. It was like, you know, then it was like just years of, you know, classes. And, you know, I mean, the bottom line is I lived here for 10 years before getting even a free student film gig. Right, but you tried everything. Everything. Yeah, that, people don't get everything. that. Everything. Yeah, you, tr- yeah, you have everything. to try everything. You... I, I mean, I mean, hopping um, the walls of every studio. Yeah. I actually watched them. Um, I had a whole system, by the way. One of them was I hopped the walls of Fox one time, and I got to watch them film MASH for half a day. And I learned if you really do sit quietly and don't bother anyone, you may go unnoticed. I happen to be reviewing that episode for SplitCider.com and Huffington Post Entertainment this week. David Steinberg has Carl Reiner as his next guest, and that's going to be a good show, too. You can find the David Steinberg podcast originating over on the Sideshow Network. Plus, you can also get it from any of the usual podcast haunts like iTunes. My buddy Sean Merrick, who's one of the producers over at Sideshow, uh, tipped me off as to... Uh, the fact David has a show had a show coming out, so thank you, Sean. Uh, that's a, that's a goodie. I'm just loving how differentiated the incoming comedy podcasts continue to get, and when you can get the content and easily consumable, binge-worthy helpings, it's even better. If you're a fan of British comedies, particularly the sitcom kind, there's a podcast out that just wrapped its eight-show first-season run that doesn't miss a beat. It's called Wooden Overcoats, created by David K. Barnes, and features a fantastic cast that really brings the characters to life. Now, Wooden Overcoat is slang for coffin, and the premise of the show is that the only undertaker in a sleepy Channel Island village is bent out of shape when a rival comes in to set up shop. There's intrigue violence, romance, and a narrating mouse. (laughs) Here's a little slice from episode two, where the longtime undertaker finds out that he's just lost another funeral to the upstart newcomer. Eric Chapman had been on the island for a week, but for Rudyard it had felt like a century. Business had slowed to a crawl, whilst Chapman's opening week book one funeral get one free offer had been an enormous success. At fun funerals, Rudyard was beginning to feel the pinch. Now look here. What? You can't do that. It's all been arranged. Your wife, Thursday morning, 11 o'clock sharp. Don't be late. Sorry? (laughs) Yes, I know he's got a special offer. He said what? Mr Sinclair, he isn't arranging a solar eclipse. He's just booked your funeral on the same day as one. I could do that. A solar eclipse and a buffet? I think you're pushing your luck there. I could grab some tiny pretzels on the way, but I I can't promise anything. Hello? Mr. Sinclair? Hello? Chapman! Antigone, come out! We've had a cancellation. Not another one. Mr. Sinclair will be around tomorrow to get his wife back. But I've just filled her with embalming fluid. Well, then drain her out again. If Chapman's getting the job, he can do it himself. I don't believe it. 
We're working ourselves ragged trying to scrape together enough to pay those instalments on the new kettle. And all Eric Chapman has to do is sit across the square on his very attractive backside. What? I said on his very competitive backside. Yes, quite. Rudyard's sister, Antigone, had developed some intensely conflicted feelings towards Eric Chapman of the kind more explicitly depicted within certain genres of French cinema, slowly, passionately, and with subtitles. We can't go on like this, Rudyard. We're not going to. Cyanide pills? Not yet. We've still got Mrs Codrington's funeral tomorrow. We'll push the boat out. No expense spare. Are you sure? You've got to spend money to make money. Georgie! Yeah? Run round in the morning and buy us the cheapest lilies you can find. Or steal them. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm giving that money back. There's no point in buying flowers anyway. Why not? Well, I was talking to Agatha at the sweet shop, and she said that Eric's been going to the market every day and buying out the entire supply of flowers. So we can't get them. Damn, he's good. Cunning, devious, ruthless. Oh, we can be those things too, Antigone. Antigone? Sorry, shut up. French cinema. Any ideas? Ah, yes. We need one of our strategy meetings. Of course! Once more, it is time for Boggle. Boggle? Sharpens the mind and provokes inspiration. If Chapman's nabbed all the flowers for his funeral, we've got to think of something. Yes, but Agatha says he hasn't used them. Hundreds of flowers have gone into Chapman's funeral home, but none of them have ever come out again. Mm, That probably sounded more dramatic in your head, but nonetheless, it's worth investigating. Is the game ready, Antigone? Yes. Now, look here. We've got to find out what Chapman's up to, obstruct his plans, and come up with something of our own. What we do here tonight could be crucial to the future of fun funerals. Got that? Yep. And remember, if two or more players come up with the same word, it is removed from all players' lists. Off we go. I watched their game from the corner of the room. Being a mouse, I'm sadly unable to play Boggle... A mouse's metabolism is much faster than that of a human's, and so rigorous linguistic amusement can be rather too much for us. Right. What have we got? Georgie? Three. Cat, bin and photograph. Mm, No good. Antigone? Two. Nouvelle and vague. No good. And against the rules. No, they're not. You can't have French words in an English game. But we're closer to France. Mm. Either le piffling. Doesn't matter. They don't help. Well, what have you got? Uh, 21. Seek, seeks, wreck, wreckage, disturb, disrupt, destroy, sabotage, funeral, next, revenge, kill, beat, rival, must go, room only for one, indigo. Any inspiration? No. No, nothing at all. Perhaps another round? Wait a minute. Wait. Yes, yes, uh, of course. Words. Wreck, wreckage, disrupt, destroy, yes! No, not, not these words. Words. We write an advert and put it in the local paper. Oh, is that all? Look, what does Chapman have that we haven't? Customers. Go away, Georgie. A coffee machine? I said go away, Georgie. What are you getting at? Publicity. He's got the spotlight because he's new. We need to take it back. Remind everyone that we can still get the body in the coffin in the ground on time. Unless the client takes their wife back. Well, I think that's implicit in the advert. You can binge listen to crap out of Wooden Overcoats right now over at their home site, woodenovercoats.com. Of course, you can find it on iTunes. They're also on Tumblr or anywhere else that fine podcasts can be found. You might know Giselle Nett from her gig co-hosting the Nooner podcast on Smodcast Internet Radio with Marty Yu. Well, she started her own entitled The Giselle Show Podcast, Mit Friends. There's a pile of cast people, half of which I'll have trouble pronouncing, so I will not even try. Tyson clipped this from her very first episode featuring guest comedian Cassandra Cardenas. I wanted to say a few words before we begin about uh, the reason for this podcast. Um, 
I was thinking, you know, they say that we're in the golden age of television. And I think that's right. I think we're in the golden age of all kind of entertainment uh, m- media in all forms. There's so much entertainment that we get to enjoy. And I, for one, do enjoy it. Tell me if you're the same way. After a long day, you know, sometimes there's nothing better than to just come home, crash out in front of the TV, put on some Project Runway or some High Maintenance or some Amy Schumer. What do you like? What do you put all on? All of those things. All <laughs> of those things, yeah. <laughs> German. Right. In German. No, that, that's a Giselle and She goes, all of those things. Yes. All of those things. I like them. I haven't had a TV for about 15 years. I haven't had a TV for about 15 years. But oh, do you watch but you the have internet? Cable. I do not. Oh, it's just that to be no. You have eyeballs, cable though. though. I do have eyeballs, so if someone tells me <laughs> something is good, and they'll give me DVDs to watch. Okay, so, so sometimes you veg out in front of a movie on the DVD. Yep. On the what? On the DVD. Who's that? David who? David D. David D. David D. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> DVD. David D. DVD. Okay, That's like perfect. this. What is, what is the uh, abbreviation in German for David DVD? W. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, there's W in there somehow. It's w. <laughs> what do you like to watch, Jonathan? W-A-W. You know, I am trying to watch as many shows as I can, and I never get around to them because I just turn on. I do have TV, and I just flip, and I watch the same Simpsons and Family Guy episode I have saw two nights earlier. I, I just can't stop watching the same crap. If a movie's on, I'll watch the same movie. Or I'll watch A Few Good Men that I saw the previous weekend on USA. You like to veg out then. Yes. Yeah, you like. It's because it feels good. I don't like choosing what I want to watch. So I oh. have Netflix. I never go on it because I want it to be on the screen and just floating and I have to like you know if I have all these DVDs I never pop them in I have Star Wars I have the full Star Wars trilogy I would never watch them on DVD if they're on TV I will sit down and be excited that they're on well if you're gonna enjoy Star Wars it should totally be on a laser disc man (laughs) that's where the purest form of Star Wars is (laughs) thank you not at the theater thank you (laughs) what about you Donna what do you like to watch Um, I I get into some of the real housewives, but I I really can only make it through like some of the some of the housewives or some of the episodes. Some of like, the episodes. There's a, okay, so you, you don't watch, and then and then when some of the housewives are on, you stop watching until other ones come on. No, on well I I I can st- I can get through like one or two episodes, and then the bickering and the nastiness just gets to be too. Are much there for multiple me. shows of that of the Real Housewives? Yeah, there's like. Atlanta and one of my students last year was a, a child of a, a, a housewife. Oh. I don't know if I should say. I probably, a real I housewife? A real, a real Beverly Hills Did they Hills say what it was like to be on the show? She was on The little girl was on it. Did she like? How about this? If you know the real housewives of Beverly Hills, there's probably one little girl who's on it. Um, oh. Who seems sad. I guess. Yeah. Who uh, uh, Name of a sports car. Uh, oh, um, Ford Ta- Pinto, Titus, Mercedes, uh, <laughs> Escort, Mazda, uh, Fusion, no, no, Citation, Citation, Tesla. You didn't see the episodes with Lamborghini Countach, little Lamborghini Countach. <laughs> okay, but what's her name? Uh, anyway, so she that uh, word again, Countach. <laughs> That come back to Lit- blowing a student's <laughs> mind. <laughs> and when you say little Kuntash, it's even worse. I like to, I like to blow my student's Kuntash. <laughs> what a little Kuntash she is, huh? I'm really missing my AA classes right now. 
Find more Giselle at podcast.thegiselleshow.com. She's also on SoundCloud and other web distribution points easily uncovered by your favorite search engine. I'm not sure how our associate producer Tyson Zander finds some of these shows, which is precisely why he's as good as he is as our top clip clipper. Thanks to him, we bring you a snippet of the GSMH podcast, the initials of which stand for God-Shaped Mommy Hole. Headed up by a dude named Tony Rager, it's a bunch of friends just hanging out. There's also Lewis, Tim, Clicks, and Fredo, plus uh, Ruby Rager, but her mic was dead this episode, so we don't, don't really hear from her. This clip features an interview technique with the acronym F-O-R-D, Ford, and some of the gang tries to explain to the rest of the gang who the hell Joe Rogan is. Here's the thing, is that, and for anyone that's listening and you don't know how to talk to people or whatever, just think of Ford, okay? Family, organization, recreation, and dreams, okay? Talk about those four things when you're meeting someone and you don't know what to talk about. Hey, Tony, so do you have any brothers or sisters? No. No. Okay. Oh, man, that sucks. Any reason your parents just didn't want? Still talking about family, right? This motherfucker's over here, like, giving a TED Talk and shit. No, here's the thing, Okay. You're still talking about family. You it's talk like a little bit. Of the auditorium, so, the other. Oh, well, let me, I mean, you know, I don't want to get too personal about anything, but you know, like, uh, like what's up, man? Oh, oh yeah. Did you ever feel like, oh man, maybe I want a brother or not or whatever. Okay. Move on to the next one. Organization. So right oh, now, so all you you're work? doing right now, all you're doing is rubbing it in my face that you're really good at giving interviews. That I'm really, yeah, I told you I am. Yeah, so. I told you, you suck at giving interviews. I want to hear this though. Okay. Now organization, organization, you say. You say, uh, oh, so, you know, what do you do? What do you work? Oh, well, you know, I'm working as a pool boy. And you give me this whole thing. I'm like, oh, man, like, is it what they say? Like how I seen it in the pornos or something like that. And you laugh and you're like, no. And you're like, hey, but let me ask you something. Any MILFs? And you loosen it up. And they're like, no, no. I'm like, hey, well, is the pity good? And yeah, it's all right. Okay, cool. And you move on and stuff like that. Hey, well, I mean, when you're not doing pools, like, like, do you do anything for fun or Oh, yeah, you know, I have a podcast. Oh, shit, for real. Yeah, you know, I've been doing it for a while now. Oh, well, what do you guys talk about? You talk, you talk, and this could last. Dude, trust me, everybody loves talking about themselves, man. So you talk for maybe a good 10 minutes on that, right? And then you move on to dreams. Well, do you plan on doing anything with the podcast? Like, right now, you're making it sound like it's a hobby, but, like, is this something you're trying to pursue? Yeah, you know, I really want to get to. And then you start talking about the future. Then you go forward. Family, organization, recreation, and dreams. Boom, that's it, man. That is absolutely it. I don't know why a lot of people are having trouble with this. But then I freeze when it comes to talking to someone that I like. But yeah, that's basically it, guys. Like that CEO. <laughs> what? <laughs> like that CEO? That one CEO that you said. Oh, where I froze? <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, my name's Fredo. I'm a independent creative director with a background in marketing. But I didn't say shit. Hi, I'm Fredo. <laughs> That's oh it. God, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that joke? Say that... some random shit like, hi, I'm Daniel Douglas. <laughs> He's like, right, wait, uh, hi, I am. <laughs> you look around. Big <laughs> pen. <laughs> He's big pen. Hi, I am photographer. <laughs> <laughs> hi, first name photo, last name autographer. Autographer? <laughs> photo G. Roffer. <laughs> photo G. Roffer. Hi, uh, my name is my name is uh, a photo. Middle name G, last name Roffer. Photo G Roffer. <laughs> Mr. Roffer for you. 
Call me. Uh, yeah, that's basically it, man. That's basically it. I'm telling you, man. Like, like, I, 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 like, where do you keep all this information stored? Because it sounds like you had that ready. What the Ford? Yeah, that whole thing, dude. It I sounded like of, sound like you were practicing for a TED talk. Like, like you were giving a TED talk right now. No, it's just it, I know That's what it felt like. It's just I like to talk about things that I like. I like to talk about things. Everybody, like I like to talk about things that I don't like. Well, everybody, shit. Everybody, I think everybody shares that. As no, a, it's just that when you're interested in something and you know the subject really well. It just comes out naturally. You get excited about That's it. That's it, you know? So, like, when it comes out to photography, music, video, you know, you know social engineering was a good one. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. But I've been, it's not that I've been doing it, but it's just I've been reading on it occasionally for years. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it, man. But one of the things was uh, how to talk to people was because I really wanted to land interviews and I wanted to make sure how I could really talk to someone and make them feel like that interview went well and that's how i learned about the trick where if you make them talk about themselves Mm -hmm. uh psychologically they think the interview is going great because you get a pleasure of talking about yourselves it's like a little bit of an ego boost and stuff like that man if you don't know who joe rogan is you might want to rethink podcasting especially if it's a podcast where you're dispersing information and you don't know the source of the information you can catch gsmh on soundcloud primarily but they're around other places too just poke around we will be back after this important, well, it's not really important. Let's just say we will be back after this. Hello, friends, and happy holidays from Henderson's Pants. Just in time for this special time of year, Henderson's is pleased to introduce our Jingle Drawers. These special edition holiday pants are secular in nature, which means you can wear them whether you're gathered around the menorah for Hanukkah, the tree for Christmas, or the Kenora for Kwanzaa. Available in bright, vibrant holiday colors like red, green, blue, and yellow, jingle drawers are not just festive-looking, but they're durable, too, as they are made from 100% reindeer hide, which means you'll be trotting out into the living room and pissing off your relatives in Henderson's jingle pants for yuletides to come. Jingle drawers also come festooned with eight large pockets, in addition to the expected four that come standard on most trousers. So as you visit the homes and holiday parties of family and friends, feel free to fill those pockets up, not just with gifts that they give you, but helpings of food from the table to snack on later when you're alone, sobbing by yourself in the darkness. Don't worry about getting too depressed, though, because it's hard to be glum when you're wearing your Henderson's Jingle Drawers. How could it not be? They're covered in handcrafted jingle bells, which peel with that joyous holiday sound with every step you take. Not only that, when you do receive those holiday party invitations, whether it's in someone's home or your office Christmas party, you can finally say with confidence, I'll be there with bells on. Originally designed for elves at the North Pole, street corner Santas, and the ghost of Christmas yet to come, Henderson's Jingle Drawers are available wherever Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the day after Christmas sales happen. That's Henderson's, makers of fine kilts and lederhosen since 1897. And now, let's get back to Suckatash. All right, thanks, Bill Haywatt. Um, as I've uh, said in the past couple of episodes, Bill's been a little under the weather, and we've not been able to get him into the studio. We've got a pile of uh, Henderson's uh, pants commercials that are getting bigger, uh, but I'm assured he's on the mend and should be back shortly, so look forward to that. 
This next clip comes in directly from the source. Adam Spiegelman, friend of Succotash, past and no doubt future guest, is the host of the Proudly Resents podcast. It's grown into kind of a mishmash of content, and Adam was having a tough time figuring out what his own podcast was supposed to be, but in his note to me this week, he says that he has, quote, finally split up my podcast, unquote, meaning he's got different bits and pieces, but they're all starting to make sense. He says he's got recaps, interviews, Nico, his sometimes sidekick, and the best of the worst Christmas movies. <laughs> he recently did a live Saving Christmas at the Improv in Hollywood with Jimmy Pardo, Todd Levin, who's a writer on Conan, and Sharon Houston, who's a podcaster and TV producer in much the same vein as Adam himself. Let's get a little taste of what, savings, what Saving Christmas sounds like, shall we? What now, do you guys think about the war on Christmas in general? The idea of the war on Christmas. There's no war like, on Christmas. No. It's bullshit. I think well, I, I don't know. I think the people that insist on on Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas, I think I want to punch them in the have mouth. Have you ever met anyone who said corrected you? No, you know what the me truth either. is, I have not. No, I, I, no, I, no, I, no one ever will. No, no, no one, one ever will. will. Guess again. I'm going to make it my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be me. You're going to push it. You're going to you push it. Happy Holidays, you're right? Push it. I always say Merry Christmas. Nobody's. Do you have something you need to say to me? Like that kind of thing. Like you say Merry Christmas. Yeah. It's a very long. Um, did yeah. you guys? What did you guys think about? Uh, just towards the end of the movie, there's this. Oh, we're gonna have a celebration because the director slid in slow motion. Back that was into so the house. weird too. How long that, did it take him to get back into that house? Twenty. And that was his commitment. Like he an hour. Slid on his belly. Well, it made well, no. Was, it was all bananas. Yeah, like it a frat weird. party. Yeah. Yeah. He comes back into the party, and then they're like, "Yay, he's back!" And so they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have a dance party." That dance was probably eight minutes long. Again, Minimum. they need to. They needed to get it to, to get to the an point. hour and twenty minutes. And what was the name of the dance crew? <laughs> was the God, squ- God Squad. I don't know what it was. Squad. I just I the went. God Squad dancers. I went to run an errand. I came back. And they were <laughs> They're still, still dancing. dancing. <laughs> it was like this is the longest fucking and, dance. And not that great. Oh, I guessed. I guessed. What, like when they started dancing, I was like, I'm going to fast forward for a while, and I'll bet this is going to go on for a real. Because I was looking at how much was left in the movie, and I was like, I'll bet this is going to go on for a really long time. But uh, just everything was everything in it was just stretching for time because they had to hit feature length. I just kept getting angry and walking away and just listening to it in the background and then coming back and sitting down and going, and then doing a load of laundry and then coming back. I just. (laughs) Then you missed the message. This movie was fantastic, Sharon. Watch it again. You got to focus in on this thing. It was just, it was a lengthy sermon by a youth minister. Mm -hmm. That's That's what it was. was. That's a great way to put it. The cool youth ministers. And then let's throw a dance at the end. Santa Claus is actually a pretty cool guy. And now he's going to break dance. Yeah, he'll kill a motherfucker. I liked when he did the worm when Kirk Cameron showed up. Oh, yeah. He starts doing the worm. In front of the tree, I'll and give you five minutes to be dancing. That's it. Yeah. You gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. He it was about bad. Uh, kid and play, like 1980s. Very hip-hop. dated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They did the. Yeah, they actually did the grabbing your ankle. They did the grabbing they did the your ankle. ankle. It, it was, was the whitest black dance party ever. Yeah, yeah. And then the black guy had no moves. Get no, no moves. Right? No. DeAndre couldn't. DeAndre dance. couldn't move. The also, again, how insulting that DeAndre had to be the DJ. All of a sudden, DeAndre's the DJ. He's like, oh, I was standing they by might, the record player before. They might as well. They should have just named him Jerome Negro. <laughs> it was so, so degrading. I think anyone ever on set said to him, who do you play in this film? Uh, who do you think? Who do you think yeah. plays uh, the black guy? Look, look at the cast DeAndre. I, he should, he'd say, I play what you imagine a black guy would be. <laughs> That's what he's like. Yeah. 
That's how we went. He's very funny in the outtakes. I think you, I think, uh, you missed him. I, I, I watched the outtakes. I oh, watched I watched it. Oh, you I watched them. Who I you missed him. I missed him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the outtakes was uh, the director. He uh, joins the Avengers at the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the joke. The director right, gets dry mouth, and he asks Kirk Cameron, what do you do about dry mouth? And then Kirk tells him, and then he goes, uh, he goes, boy, I don't know how you guys do it. Well, you shouldn't have. You should have hired a fucking actor to do this role <laughs> instead yeah. of you doing it. That's Proudly Resents with Adam Spiegelman, available on iTunes and pretty much everywhere else great podcasts are served. We've not played anything for quite a while from the boys over at the Sweet Feathery Jesus podcast, Belasco, Beardo, and Chuck Turtleman, not to mention booze. So let's correct that now with a segment from their show. This episode is their 111, that's right, 111, entitled On the Wagon Train because their fourth member, Booze, is absent. See, on the wagon, booze, get it? Uh, here's another installment of one of their segments called Denmark is Shit. Denmark is shit. Denmark is shit. Denmark is shit, 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 shit. Denmark is shit. So what the fuck is up with zoos in Denmark? A question that we've asked ourselves many times on this show. What's happening now? So you remember in the past, poor Marius the giraffe was cruelly dissected in front of children at the Odense Zoo in central Denmark and then fed to lions. (laughs) That was the best moment of those kids' lives. I don't believe a word they say. I would love to have been there as a kid. And then recently, one of the very lions that was fed Marius was also dissected for children. Nice. Mm -hmm. And now, in the very same zoo, we have a massive animal escape. Mm -hmm. But it's penguins. What the... I'm looking at the animated gifs of it. Yeah. Those things are getting it. They look like pros, because they're wearing suits anyway. (laughs) They look so fucking badass. This might be a time for the Mission Impossible theme drop. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) If Leonardo DiCaprio were photoshopped run along beside him in a talk, she'd never notice. (laughs) They are always ready for a cocktail party, aren't they? Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in the past we've covered stories about other zoo breaks, sort of Shawshank-style zoo escapes, but... Usually they're, you know, dangerous animals and animals that are hard to keep confined. How difficult is it to, you know, fence in a bunch of one-foot-tall penguins? Oh, dude, I imagine you could keep two or three in a regular stand-up freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Just for safekeeping. Uh You know, the problem here is that these Danish people are so busy dissecting large mammals that they're letting their penguins escape and run amok in the middle of central Denmark. And looking at these animated GIFs, you could call it nothing less than literally running amok. (laughs) We really do need to put the Benny Hill theme behind these penguins running around. Yes. Look at the little penguins. Look at them go. Look at them go. And the other reason why Denmark is shit is... These penguins that escaped, they're smart enough to get out of their enclosure, but they're dumb enough to not notice that they're leaving behind flipper prints. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are birds, and so they've got bird brains. That's really, really racist. Well, 
Come on. And what does it say for the Danes? They they haven't even caught them. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so, in conclusion, birds are dumb, Danes are retarded, and that is why Denmark is shit. Denmark is shit. Denmark is shit. Denmark is shit, 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 shit. Denmark is shit. Denmark is shit. There's some sweet feathery Jesus for you. Want more? Easy peasy. Click on over to their home site, sweetfeatherygesus.com, or any of the other places on the web where you can scrape up the odd podcaster too. Comedian Vicki Eisenstein hosts the Eisenstein Effect, which is, according to their home site, a weekly jaunt to explore the careers, hobbies, and passions of funny, artistic, talented, and intelligent guests. Now, I think she's based in Chicago, so she's got access to all sorts of like-minded comedic types, including the guests from Epi 23 of her show, Anthony LeBlanc. In this clip, harvested by Tyson, they I-spy each other into creating suggestions for an improvised scene. Um, yeah, so then I guess we're at the point where if you wanted to do like a quick improv scene, we could do that, mm -hmm. um, and then do some plugs, I guess. Yeah. That sounds like sounds uh, the proper order of life. So yeah, um, usually uh, I, I like to play I Spy to come up with a suggestion, but okay. um, there's not much in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're, we're in a classroom. We're in a classroom, yeah. Um, but uh, I spy something over there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you pick something, uh, and then we use that as a suggestion. Okay, I, I, sp <laughs> I, I spy something as well. Oh, okay. Never right there, we're over there. Uh, corroded brick. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, and for yours, you pointed out there, uh, uh, air duct. Corroded brick air duct is yeah. our suggestion. Cool. Okay. I don't think anyone's going to get us. I think we're trapped in here. Uh, well, the note from the psychopath said that if we just keep waiting, then nothing will happen. So I think that um, it's probably best, Josh, if we keep waiting. They, they they say that, and then all of a sudden a hacksaw winds up in the middle of the room, and then I'm going to have to cut your head off. Ah, uh, shit. Look at it coming up. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh, God. What's that note? One of you will have to cut off the other's head in order to... Five minutes later... Oh, God! I'm so sorry! I didn't mean to! I just I, thought that maybe that was how we were going to get out of here! I thought you said you didn't know how to use a hacksaw! I did think I did! That's why I was like, oh! Do you just take it off and go like that? Oh, I'm sorry, oh, again! You at least cut it all off! Now I just have parts hanging off! Do you really want me to cut it off? No! I don't want you to cut anything off! I don't want you to cut anything off! I'm sorry! Off. I'm, so, I'm really woozy when I see blood, so this is really not helping Susan, I thought, me. I thought, we, I thought we were friends. I, I, thought am, we were I am your friend! Friends. Like, yeah, I know we never do anything outside of work, but we talked every day. We did. I thought we, we had an understanding. I was definitely not going to cut your head off, and I was, I was going to honor well, I didn't that. didn't cut your head off either. I just was playing with the hacksaw, and I didn't mean to do that. I mean, that. I could cut your head off if I needed to. No! But I chose not to. 
I'm just letting you know that that's something that I did. That was something that I did for you. Oh, God, you're getting blood all over me. This is disgusting. Ew. Gross. <laughs> Do you have a blood condition of some sort? I hope you don't have a disease that I'm going to get now. No. Josh, you're so gross. How did you bleed on me? normal bleeding. When you, ha- when you hatch it into someone, you just bleed. I, it's like a gusher. You are opening Oh, my gosh. Well, fountain. you know what? I'll cut myself then, too, no. and make it even. How's no, that? No, don't, Is that don't, what you want? No, don't. I don't. I don't want that. I don't want that. No. Josh, maybe the psychopath put us here so that we could confess our true feelings for each other. Gruesome. <laughs> nice stuff, guys. For more of the Eisenstein Effect, go to the .com of the same name, the theeisensteineffect.com. Or check out iTunes, Stitcher, or even visit our home site, SuccotashShow.com, where you can click on the title to her show in our blog piece for this episode. You will be whisked across the internet in extreme comfort and placed directly into her site. Just like that. There's a comic book store in Staten Island, New York, a legendary place on Forest Avenue called Comic Book Jones. It also happens to house their podcast hosted by proprietors Socko and Tiger Jones. They've been podcasting since the fall of 2012. They're still going strong with their special brand of geek chatter and comic book mayhem. And at least around Thanksgiving, talk about disgusting White Castle Thanksgiving sliders. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had mentioned that I saw that White Castle was actually making Thanksgiving sliders. Because uh, you need to hate yourself 365 days a year. We're just coinciding with the holidays. So I, so I mentioned it to Tony. I said, you know, I said, you know, why don't, have you had them? And he said no. And I said, well, why don't you go to White Castle and get a couple and try them on air? So he, and he here went. they are. And according to Tony, there's three different flavors. What are the three flavors? Oh, let me guess. Am stuffing? I one of these bullets there's with you, Tony? Stuffing looks heavy. <laughs> there's a stuffing flavored something with cranberry. Yeah. Tony, just talk. There's stuffing. There's, there's, a, there's one with uh, it's turkey and with cranberry sauce on it. There's one where it's like a turkey dinner, which I have yet to see what it was on the thing because the picture was so dark. Did you get that one? Yeah. Oh, good. good. And there's one called Turkey Bistro, which I didn't even want to guess what White Castle thinks a bistro tastes like, so I stayed the far the fuck away from it. So you only got two different types? Yeah. Okay. You don't need a bistro. You dine in a bistro. How many of each? Uh, one of each. There's only two in there? Yeah. Well, he got other stuff, of course, to snack. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I also got uh, I got mozzarella sticks and chicken rings, which That's not part of the game. I know. I, if you would have let me finish my fucking sentence, it would have been that I brought them for all of you. Tony, just F-bomb. talk. bomb. Whoa. Just talk. Whoa. All right. So why don't you why don't you pull one out and take a bite, Tony? And not not a Tony bite. I want I want like a real like a nice big bite. A Tony. So bite. that you can't you know, you know Tony <laughs> takes those little this nibbles. Looks, this looks gross. <laughs> let me let, see. Let's see. Let me see. Uh, that's the cranberry. Let me see. Oh. Yeah. I have to, I have to say, recently on like a, a drunken White Castle visit, I've wow, discovered how that thing. good oh, this thing is. Oh my god! It's got it's got sweet potato waffle fries. Can we call the mother that came out of? Uh, they waffle your fries. And what seems to be some sort of cranberry compost oh, sitting on top of it. And, and a turkey patty. It's like I'm assuming. coagulated. We're assuming it's turkey. And it's just on white know. bread. There's no onions. There's no ketchup. No. There's nothing. Because they're sure you're going to shit yourself stupid without the onions already. Okay. So take a nice, big, big bite. And You're going to have a those, happy Thanksgiving. Let's those see what onions you are the worst thing in the world. I hope this ruins your Thanksgiving. Your real Thanksgiving. Yes. And I wish you the happiest one. Why are you guys standing? Like, this is a moment? <laughs> Here we go. Yummy. Ooh. Still such a small bite. He doesn't look too happy right now. Took a bite. He's chewing. 
It's because the cranberries on there. You can't eat that. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a vegetable, <laughs> according to Tony. Even though it's, it's a fruit, it's like yeah. a juice. It, it's too many flavors trying to fight each other for supremacy. That's Thanksgiving. Is it good? Miss a plate. Is it good? It's okay. I wouldn't have numerous, but I can enjoy one or two. With Tony saying that, I just pictured a fight in his head now of like a drumstick with arms and a big like a can of cranberry sauce. You murdered my father! Prepare to die! Before before Tony takes another bite, does anybody want to take a bite of the other end? No. 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 I'll Thank tear you. a piece of the other one if you want. No, anybody? you can't you tear cranberry juice. I was ready to take a bullet with no. you, and I'm, I have to just... Raleo doesn't good. even want to try wow. It's like on water. It's like wadded beef level. An hour from now, probably I would try it. And when he's while he's drinking his Ron Rico, I don't even know what that is. His uncle. Rum. Ron he, Rico he finds Martinez. like alcohol that I've never heard of. It sounds like an uncle name. <laughs> this fucking weird mystery cabinet. <laughs> fucking odd alcohols that fell. I like when he had like the super fancy sc- like right. scotch that you said know, super fancy. You know, like, like t- Tiger's bucks. dad subscribes to like a beer of the month club. This yeah. is like the. The, the alcohol that the failed well, of the, the month well, club. The well alcohol. The, the Throw month these month. out. Yeah, exactly. No more. <laughs> Yummy. That's Comic Book Jones. I want to thank them for being rabid retweeters of our Succotash tweets. Appreciate the support, guys. Find them at their home site, comicbookjones.com. They're also on Tumblr, YouTube, and other points of interest on the web. Woo. We just emptied an entire magazine full of comedy podcast clip right into your ears. Hope you're okay. To cleanse the palate a bit, let's wipe off our lips with the edge of the tweet sack. Oh, sorry about that, Tweety. Just before you root around in it to see what tweets and emails may have come our way. Our friend Sean Merrick, producer of the Sideshow Network I just mentioned a while back, and co-host of the Worst Collection Ever podcast with his wife, wrote me a note back after I found out from Adam Spiegelman that Sean's been producing some live podcasts in L.A. in conjunction with the Improv on Melrose Avenue. I asked if he thought it would be a good fit for a live sucker cast, and he's up for it. He thinks we might be able to put something together for a Friday night in January, and I don't want to overpromise anything, but I mentioned this possibility to two friends of Succotash, Dana Carvey and Rick Overton, and they both said that if the timing works out, they'll show up as live guests. So how about that? More on that as we get closer into January. Got a direct message from our friend Dr. John M. Price that reads... Quote, got a great show for you to check out. At Push Button Pod is hilarious, unquote. Well, thank you, Doc. We're going to check that out. And in fact, Tyson may have already snipped us off a clip of that to play on the show. If there's a comedy podcast that you love and think we should know about and feature on the show, you can tweet us at Succotash Show or drop me an email personally at marc at com. You can even call the Succotash hotline at 1-818-921-7212 and leave us a message about your favorite show. I'll even play your message on this show. Dissecting the 80s podcast DM'd us as well with a message reading, quote, give us a listen. Maybe you'll find some fodder for a future ec- episode, unquote. Well, you're on, Dissectomania. I'm sure we will. Uh, we'll grab a hunk and toss it up on the pod waves for folks to listen to in a future episode. But if you want to get it to us sooner, you're welcome to uh, use our direct upload link. Any uh, comedy podcaster can do this. Simply send us a three to five minute MP3 clip and use the link Hightail.com slash U, that's the lowercase U, slash Succotash, capital S-U-C-C-O-T-A-S-H, and that should get directly to us. Got a note from Zach Servideo announcing a new app called Clamor. Uh, it's the word Clamor, which I don't think is a real word, C-A- 
C-L-A-M-M-E-R with no E, so C-L-A-M-M-R, which is a new audio sampling app. Here's a quote from their press release to tell you a little more about it. Quote, Clamor is audio's first unifying social layer, integrating with the world's leading audio platforms, Libsyn, Blueberry, Spreaker, Buzzsprout, Podbean, Simple Podcast Press, Podcast Websites, and Sound, which power more than 85,000 podcasts globally to promote the best audio moments on social media. Clamor not only helps podcasters, the service includes tools for any media producer, from YouTubers to journalists, to create and share 24-second audio sound bites natively on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, and more. Huh. So it sounds a little bit like it's my podcast, basically, except sampling more than 85,000 podcasts, but in 24-second chunks. Wow, I may have just talked myself out of a job. Finally, as you know, uh, or you may know, I review podcasts for This Week in Comedy Podcasts over on Splitsider.com. And coming up just before Christmas is the gang's big year-end column with a bunch of category choices. So I'm going to cover things like best podcast that came back and then went away again, best last episode. I will even bring in something from this show, namely the Podcast Graveyard, a listing of those podcasts that bit the dust this year. So it's time to thank those of you who've been kind enough and generous enough with your social media bandwidth to tweet, retweet, like, DM, forward, heart, thumbs up, review, mention, and otherwise pass the succotash. Hunter Block, Angry Oz, Tom Jackson Jr., Ryan Bradshaw, Derek Robertson, Salty Language Podcast, Passersby Podcast, Couple Things Podcast, DAPF Pod Neil C, DAPF Pod Annalise, Ear Goggles, Daniel Terlizzi, Lunar Leaks, Robin Slim, Sean Chesterfield, LaRue Entertainment, Jeffrey Welchman, Illusionoid, The Naked Porch Podcast, Primetime Chuckles, Karen Romero, Does This Hold Up, Something 2XP, Ice in the Face, Awesome Talk, Jordan Brady, Hot Butter Podcast, Bootleg Bootleg Podcast, Radio Rubber Room, The Mo Show Podcast, George Grimwood, Jesse Lauren, Brian Flaherty, Cosm Mirth Podcast, On the Sense, Royal and Doodle, The Vince Wilde Show, Dr. Pistol Pete, Talk Nerdy to Me, Geek Blast Radio, The All-Seeing Guys, Davian Dent, Villages Woodman, Primal Cast, Michael John Simpson, Rick Carr, My Pod Notes, Dale Seaver, Dangerous D, Chris Allnatt, That Hippo George, Carlotta Britt, Full Tilt, Podcast Without Borders, Brody Cat, Big Biting Pig, Al Congle, Carl Max Bingham, Jazz Ollie, Zoom, David Feldman, Diego Diaz, Travis Clark, Robert Karma, Thomas Dove, Monica Homburg, Janita Danley, Bill Sweeney, Astro Radio Z, 98 Problems Podcast, Constant Struggle Podcast, Shark Dropper Studios, Podcast Trending, Dead X Radio, Afterburn 739, General Spanky, Three Cuckoos Podcast, PGH Podcast, The Mr. BS Show, Riri Camuso, The Roundabout Podcast, Adrian Lackey, Between the Liner Notes, Colky Grinch Neville, Cumulus Frisbee, Sassy Lassie, Jennifer K. Gosham, Frank D. Piazza, Jim McHugh, Frank Santo Padre, The Pitch, The Daily Bounce, Dutch Sneaker, Mike and Tony, Chanel from RRR, Impact, Shane Gray, Peak 
Feed, Chance Hancock, DXR, Dave Nelson, Bell, The Slant, Desiree Peoples, Miami Sixth Man, Andrew Mason, Patrick X, The Fake Ass Radio Show, Jay Porks, Eva Cole, FYFC Podcasts, Comedy Stuff Podcast, God Personified, Moshan Melvin, Jeff Rutherford, Doug Licker, Dustin Klingman, S. Anthony Thomas, and Rather Be Dead Podcast. Alrighty then, I think that's going to do it for Epi 122 of Suckatash Clips, the comedy podcast podcast. Hopefully I'll get another episode or two out before the end of the year. No special plans for a year-end show, but you never know. Maybe I'll whip something up. I know this time of year gets busy, but feel free to take Suckatash along when you're Christmas shopping or heading off to visit friends and family this holiday season. And while you're out there visiting, please don't be afraid to pass a little Suckatash. Goodbye. You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, and on SoundCloud. You can also hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at marc at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our non-toll-free call number, 818-921-7212. Suckatash is produced and engineered with the kind assistance of Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, home of the hit. Our associate producer is Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott. Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I am your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotash. Goodbye.